Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan, and what a pleasure it is to be with you today. Whether or not you believe in climate change is real, it is irrelevant because whether you do or not, it is important to real estate investors because the facts are the financial institutions that are the backbone of real estate industry not only believe that climate change is real, but they are modifying their lending and policies and practices accordingly. So today, we take a look at investing smartly in climate resilient markets. Dinah Buchanan has been investing in both residential and commercial properties in the United States and internationally for over 19 years. Dinah is the Director of Investor Relations at PCRP Group, a firm that provides direct access to tax-advantaged passive income commercial real estate opportunities. Dinah, start us off by telling us about an experience from your formative years that helped you to be the person who are today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. You know, an experience, my family, my dad was a chef and he owned a restaurant. That was his dream to own the restaurant. And I, I watched him and my mom, they both worked really, really hard in the business. And so I think I was kind of more attracted to business and being entrepreneurial because they were entrepreneurial, so to speak. But the piece of the business that was really hard for them was they worked inside the business all the time. There wasn't any passive income. Um, and I, so I was a little, I remember thinking as a child, like, gosh, this is the, all they do every single day, every, you know, every day that they're open. And it was really, really hard work. And I, I'm not a stranger to hard work and I don't mind to work hard. But what I realized was the, the return on their investment, looking back, was not there. And so it really kind of instilled in me that I wanted to do something different. And, and I think that really did push me into real estate and real estate investing. My husband and I both had a passion for it and really wanted to do something where we could create some passive income. So we started probably in our, our mid-30s, really taking a look at getting educated and, and started investing. And it, it, it kind of fed the entrepreneur you know, because I liked the business piece. And at the same time, it created passive income, which I love. Absolutely. I was also in the restaurant business. And it is not passive. No, <laughs> it certainly is not. No, it is. It is hard work. Most people not in that business. I don't think they realize how hard uh, it is no. to keep a, a restaurant uh, running. For it sure. Never ends. Never ends. No, it's 24-7. I mean, my parents were there all the time. There wasn't really a day off. Well, why is investing in climate resilient markets so beneficial and really important in these particular times? Well, you know, it, as you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, regardless of where you stand on this great debate of our generation, the math is clear. Properties that are in mar markets that have a higher climate risk. And let, let me be clear, like it's... It, what we're talking about is, you know, any market can have any weather. We can't, we get, but we can't control the weather, but we can control where we put and choose to invest 
in areas that are much less of a risk uh, than, say, maybe a coastal area or where there is a lot of fire, drought, extreme heat, flooding. Those are things that we're seeing. And it's very, very prominent. I mean, it's and it's been this way and it's progressing for the last decade. It's it's really gotten accelerated. I mean, we're starting to see bigger companies like BlackRock and State Street Capital. They're actually incorporating into their underwriting agreements, as you probably know, coming forward. They're going to be looking at investors in their portfolios and saying, hey, where are these these guys? investing. And even if that particular property that maybe the investors looking to to refinance or get funded isn't in one of the climate risk or markets like that, if they've got some in their portfolio, there still could be a risk for that that lender. The big thing that we've seen is uh, insurance companies. Insurance companies are starting to drop people that are in these markets. And we're going to see one or two things in my humble opinion. They're either going to have one or two players that stay in with the insurance industry, which means rates are going to hike up really, really extreme, or you can't get insured. And if you can't get insured, you can't get underwriting and financing. So it's kind of a catch-22 situation. So what we have found in our business is that we focus in markets that are more climate resilient. So things that are inland, things that are not subject to flooding areas. Again, Would we do Florida? I live in Florida and I live in Central Florida. So would I do Central Florida? Absolutely. But I I certainly wouldn't go on the coast just because the risk is higher. The cost is going to be higher from just a just the pragmatic expenses, you know, would be higher because of the insurance and because of the rates. And and it's just a, a higher risk. And whenever we're doing a multifamily syndication, it's not just our money is always in there, but it's not just our money, it's our investors' money. And and we you know, make a commitment to take care of them and take care of the project. It's our responsibility. So we find that this strategy has been much more fruitful for our investors as well. Lower cost, less risk, means more profit at the end of the day for everybody. Neil Bawa, who is certainly um, an investor who goes by the numbers, has predicted that within the next five to 10 years, the 30-year mortgage is going to be a thing of the past for coastal properties. Mm-hmm. And I expect uh, that he is correct. It's just it's just getting too risky. I would agree. For financial institutions to continue yeah. those kind of offerings in those in those areas. And if that's going to happen in the residential market, it's certainly going to have an impact in the commercial uh, real estate as well. Absolutely. It already has. My business partners live in Colorado and Denver and just north of Denver, some of their friends have properties where they've already seen insurance dropping uh, mm-hmm. because of extreme weather in the you know northern part of the area. If you're seeing it, like you said, it's 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 the beginning. It's like a trickle-down effect. If it's starting there, it's gonna end up, you know, escalating. And I think it's gonna catch a lot of people off guard who just aren't paying attention to it because I see yeah. I see listings and I see really what I would consider to be experienced investors still investing in these uh, coastal properties, like essentially there's no tomorrow that everything is just going to continue as it is today. And I think it's going right. to be, I think it's going to be really sad for some of these experienced investors who really are not paying attention to the signs of the time here. I, I would agree. I think in, in, in analysis of 
a, a deal, any deal, whether you're doing a single family home or you're doing a, a larger multifamily like we do, to not factor in the climate risk is irresponsible as, as a business owner, as you know, just even from safety of, of, of the people that are living there. I mean, it just, oh my gosh, it goes on and on and on. And I think, yeah, they're being very remiss by not paying attention to it. And um, it's, if you just look at the numbers, the, the not, we're always taught in analysis, the numbers don't lie, right? The math's not lying. It's, it's, it, it's right there. But I think that people have made the conversation more of yeah, a fact of right and wrong, good or bad, political, whatever you want to call it. And, it, and, and, and that gets in the way of the, actually the logic and the reasoning of looking at what's right in front of us. Yeah. So when we get lost in these ideological concerns and beliefs, it's so easy to forget that fundamental fact that the math doesn't lie. Uh, exactly. Our, the reason we run numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> but our ideological beliefs can be so overwhelmingly powerful. Very uh, true. Yeah. Very true. Well, explain to us, what is ESG and how does do assets that focus on ESG provide for socially and environmentally conscious investing? You know, ESG, environmental social governance, focuses on just that, how this impacts the environment, sustainability socially diverse companies and how they're they're governed or run and 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 what it means for the economics of of these of the businesses of the deals we're seeing that this is something one of my business partner partners Mike Morin he is our chief analyst risk analyst officer and PCRP and he has been seeing this trend and he's written numerous articles and documented how big this is this impact is on businesses across the, the the world, not just our country, but across the world, and businesses that are coming and paying attention to uh, the environment and providing opportunities to have a very diverse board of directors that are going to look at things differently. I mean, that's really the magic, right? When you have a bunch of people that have a different view mindset, that's how you can get great. You can go from good to great because you, you've got insight that you yourself individually, I may have my insight and you have your insight. You've got these other people that have different insight and you put it all together and it's like, whoa, what do we got now? Now we can really make some amazing change in a good direction that's beneficial for everyone. Um, and that's why we like multifamily. We usually do class B because we like the idea that we can go into an existing structure and make it more eco-friendly. We can go in and, and per, you know, provide alternate energy type resources. Maybe we do solar. Maybe we could go in and, and just at a minimum upgrade appliances to be more energy efficient. I mean, if you think about the municipalities and the taxes and the things that can impact a city, we actually can house more people, friendly footprint for energy. And I think people are going to start seeing and hearing a lot more about ESG. And I, I highly encourage everybody to learn as much as you can about it. Um, wh wherever you are in the business or investing, this is the way of, of we're moving, regardless of, like you said, beliefs. This is definitely going to be impactful for everyone. I think people that learn about it and do it and implement it in their business and their portfolios are going to see 
higher returns. We've seen it's proven people that employ these these principles. For us, it's aligning profit and principles because you can do both. And it it makes a huge difference for, for all of us. We'll be right back after a brief announcement. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Tucker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtucker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. So environment is much more than just climate. Yeah. And it is, and and from looking at the math, from your perspective, it's much more than just tree huggers. It is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. It is business and it's big business now. And that's, and, and you know, it's so funny that you bring that up because that is surprising. Every time we, I have a conversation with somebody about it, I don't think they realize that this, this is definitely a huge piece of the numbers. It's a huge piece of business. And I mean, it can, the, the growth in this area in the last two, three years has just been exponential. I, I'm amazed and, and, and in a good way amazed because it, it, it fuels me, my belief in people that they're, hey, we are conscious about this and the things that we do in our businesses affect, affect this negatively or positively. And if we can affect this positively and create a better bottom line for our people, for our business, why not? Yeah, it is just, it's amazing to me the difference that has really occurred in the last five years, not necessarily from awareness of environmental issues, but the decrease in the cost of renewable energies has been dramatic over the mm -hmm. last five years. And it is in almost all spheres, it is not only competitive with fossil fuels, but in many areas, it is becoming much more economical than yeah. fossil fuels. And thankfully, yeah. <laughs> yes. and that right? is only that is only going to that trajectory is only going to increase. And I think, I think uh, so on, an, on an exponential pace over the next few years here. I think you're right. Totally agree. Well, we've talked about climate change environment. Let's talk a little bit about the S in the ESG. What yeah. are we talking about in terms of socially conscious? I think kind of like what I said before, I think the more diverse from a social perspective, our companies are my company as a woman owned business, one of my business partners, Mike and my husband, Eric, they're my business partners, Lori's husband, and my husband, they sit as a, a board member on our businesses, but Lori and I own and spearheaded the company. And when I say that, I'm really, really proud of, of the, the work we do and the mission that we're on and to be diverse in our company and, and, and take into account what's good for our social aspect of not only our business, but the services that we provide. The, we love the fact that you know affordable housing is an issue right now. So we do focus on those class B properties and uh, renovating them if they need renovations. We work with sponsors that focus on the, in the, the right areas for the climate, but also for helping bring communities to a a better a better environment level 
providing better, clean, affordable housing. Huge piece right there. That's what it means really, you know, on my end for us. I think the big piece that we're seeing is is the attention that a lot of other entrepreneurs are paying attention to to these things as well. It's not just us. And I think that's making a big impact on not only on their business, but the world. I think if all of us focused on doing what we could do or making just, and it doesn't have to be big shifts, little shifts in in perspective uh, can go a long way to every piece of this and keep the businesses relevant. I think people, my my guess is if people are not focusing in this direction that you and I are talking about, what business is going to be there for them? Because this is definitely the way it's going on, on all fronts, correct? Absolutely. I just couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's been a fun journey to to get to have conversation with like-minded individuals and yeah. and really introduce the fact that, hey, this is something that I've been investing for over two decades. And I can't always say I paid attention to all of this stuff before I learned more about it. Once I did, it just, it, it was like, oh my gosh, well, why wouldn't we? Light bulb moment, right? Yeah, we can't know what we don't know. And it just takes intentionality uh, to do that. And like Maya Angelou said, when we know better, we can do better. But we we first of all have to know better in order to do better. Absolutely. And providing good opportunities for everyone. You know, working with businesses that align in the same principle, the same mindset, supporting businesses, hiring people that would fall into any of the categories where it would feel like it was a disadvantage, you know, but looking for raw talent. For me, we're always looking for, if we're, if we're bringing anybody in to our company, we're always looking or, or working with, I wouldn't even say bringing somebody in, but working with people, we want to align with people that have the same mindset that have that. And I think everybody does, right. You know, I did a, a class, if you want to call it a little mini class on, on the power of who you align with. And that's so important for everyone's individual success, because when you're with people that are your people, that are your tribe, that have that same mindset, it energizes you and it helps you perform at a higher level versus if you're with people that are, you know, it doesn't mean that they're bad people and you're a good person it has no judgment. And it. it just means that whoever's aligned on that path, when you're with that energy, you're get, you've got no place else to go, but forward, which is really cool. Yeah. It's a good place to be there. Well, give us some tips here on helping individuals to find their path to financial independence. Love that topic. I'm very passionate about financial education. I think the more you can be a part of discussions like this and thinking about you know investing and, and how you want to invest, for us, we love passive income. And I think that being um, my husband and I were both working professionals. We had our, you know, we did all the things that you're told to do: go to school, get your get your degrees. And we came from from humble beginnings, so our our families weren't like. I think we were probably the. I know I was the first in my family to go to college, get a degree, and get advanced degrees and certifications. And I know my husband for sure was probably. I, my father in law has an advanced degree, but I think he's my husband was probably second in line to that. And so we understood that we had to figure out something different because as you're working for money, you're still trading time for money. Even if it's in your own investing business, we discovered. So when we started doing real estate, it was kind of the same thing. But when we figured out, well, gosh, look at the value of money and look at 
the depreciation rate, because inflation is really the, de- the devaluing of the dollar. It's really the money that's going down. And the quicker it goes down, the more it's going to take to buy the things to sustain life. So having an opportunity to put our money in, and other people's money into something that could generate at a faster rate, that can make the money duplicate itself faster because of the higher value of the property, higher returns because the property is a bigger property, that, was, that really spoke to us. So it's really almost like, I always tell people, money's kind of like a game in a way where it's a beat the clock, right? If think of the things like the rule of 72, right? You take the interest rate, you divide it by 72, and that's the amount number of years in that investment, it's going to take someone's money to double. So if it can, money could be in an investment where it's earning, you know, a projected rate of 20%, you know, that's probably going to take what, a little over two years to double whatever the initial investment was that was in there. So if we look at it like that, those are the investments that I, I would look for ideally. And then of course, what we just talked about, the things that align with you. I think when you're invested in things you love, you know, and you're doing it with people that you really align with and you, you know, you're connected with, it it makes for an amazing opportunity for growth and learning and and fun. And who doesn't like more opportunity to create more wealth? Yeah. When we're doing if we're doing wealth just for wealth. I don't think it does much for us, but when you include yeah. everything that you have been talking about in our conversation today, that's what brings fulfillment. That's what makes purpose. life worth living. Yeah, purpose. Well, Dinah, you have a lot to share with investors. So tell us how we can get connected with you. You can reach out to me at my email if you'd like to, dina at pcrpgroup.com. And also, if you'd like to be a part of our educational series, we run, we've got a new one that I'm creating that's coming out in January, first quarter, about passive income. And we do a lot of in education on our website through our blogs and newsletters. So you can go on pcrpgroup.com. And I encourage you to download our free ebook. Sign up for our newsletters. You can, there's a, a link to my Calendly. You can make an appointment with me if you want to talk more personally about your passive investing goals. And if you have you know, an interest in ESG and what we're doing and the types of investments that we're looking at to gain more information, I welcome your call and I'm happy to help and educate however I can. Well, wonderful. Well, Dinah, before we conclude here, share with us one of your most difficult setbacks in life. It may have something to do with real estate or not. How did you come through that time and what did you learn from that experience? I guess that's a multi question. (laughs) Multi layered question. Yes. You know, I think that when it was probably what really prompted us to go in to start investing, my husband had a job right out of college and he ended up getting downsized. I think they call it right sized, right? <laughs> and he was in a job where he really he wasn't happy, you know. So it was kind of like weird for him to be unhappy. And 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 really the only thing he was unhappy about was, you know, well, we we lost some income. And then ironically, a couple of months later, the company that I was working for was was shifting gears as well. And it was a situation where I could go work in a different location, which I abs and the location was not appealing and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to leave where we were or basically leave. So we did. And it was really challenging for a while because when you're starting a new business and you're starting in that place. And I think the thing that really 
helped us power through was we really were passionate about what we were moving towards. And it's, it's easy to get caught up in the moment of fear or the moment of in, you know, where you really don't know what's going to come next. And it was true. We really, we really didn't know. And I think that was the best advice I ever got from somebody was you can't control the future. The past is over. So there's no use belaboring that. What you can control is the here and now. So do everything you can right now to be the most you can be right now. And that's all anybody can do. And that mindset really propelled me and my husband, I think, through those challenging waters. And we ended up in a much better place. A wonderful story. And thank you so much, Dinah, for being with us today. Wonderful thank conversation. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You take care. And thanks so much for being with us. You too. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Seed Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at SteveTalker.com.